0: Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for a new book that is old, but new to some of us. We've wanted to dive into this series for a long time, and now we're here. But I'm not going to tell you about that. My co-hosts, well, Ed. Hello, hello. And Noma. Hello there. How are we doing today, guys? Swell. Yeah. Doing swell. Today right. is a day. <laughs> what are we covering today? Today we are, who? Well, who, what, when,
1: where, and why is <laughs> Thrawn, and it will always be Thrawn, at right. least for the next little bit. <sighs> the, the chant. that <laughs> so good.
2: Another couple of decades.
1: <laughs> but yes, this is book one of the Thrawn trilogy, not the Ascendancy trilogy. The I guess this would be, it's like the original trilogy, right? Because they did OT first, which this is like four, five, and six. Then they did one, two, and three, and we may end up getting a seven, eight, nine. We'll see about that. So think of this as the four, five, six that came out first. So this is book four in the entire saga. I guess we have now because there are six books currently. Um, but book four, drawn. and my my days just. What we used you say before? Grab that cup of blue milk, sit down, find a nice pad, chair, or something like that. Enjoy this story. Get your blue milk latte and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I didn't say latte, <laughs> now. I'm just saying we ain't got to be that fancy. Just grab some blue milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, this is a great book. And if you give it a chance, you give it the time, because I believe it's relatively long. we will give you the details on that. But it's, it's a great book. You can use this especially on audible because you can just do it while you're driving while you're doing dishes while you're folding laundry while you whatever you want to do you can have this book in your ears and let mark thompson take you on a ride because it is fantastic as for other audio books you check out audible they've got so many things on there you know all their podcasts guided wellness programs theatrical performances a-list comedy and all these sources of Audible originals you can think of. Nameless is one of them. There's a few more. I think Sandman is one of is on that list now as well. It's a whole drama. So really look into that. You can you can use our link. That's audibletrial.com voiceforcepod once you get there. And that should be able to give you at least one extra credit if you are an Amazon member, a Prime member already, I believe you get two. So mm-hmm. that is something to look into. This book, you can read it, but I definitely definitely recommend you listen to it because Star Wars audiobooks are just already so well done and they deserve the listen. Mm-hmm. If you can get
0: it for free, do so. Yeah. Awesome.
1: As
2: they say, first hits free. I mean, what? We get <laughs>
0: audibletrial.com forward slash voice force pod. Sign up and then we get a little bit of kickback to help the podcast improve our audio quality and our content. And then you also get free books. It's a win win. It's pretty good. Thank you, Ed and Noma. How can they get a hold of us if they have questions about anything in the world?
2: Yeah, not even Star Wars stuff. Everything.
0: <laughs> Come and ask us science questions.
2: Uh, you won't so get the right answers. I'll oh, yeah, right it's going to be so incorrect. <laughs>
0: we'll tell you the Star Wars. Well, you answer. see,
2: mass equals m c squared, and the m c stands for uh, music conductor. So you have two of them, and that's that's, that's how the e equals. Uh, But yeah, so one of the easiest ways to find us is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com We've also got an email, and that is connect at voiceoftheforce.com On social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and threads The handle for all of those is at voiceforcepod as always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweet does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. Uh, you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars on a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for episode as soon as it releases. Uh, and now, of course, we are also streaming on Twitch. Uh, we are aiming for two times a week at the least. Uh, But if you haven't heard this spiel before, uh, what we do for our streams is on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. EST. Uh, I am usually playing co-op games with a VTuber friend of mine whose name is Roomba Friend. Uh, Right now we are um, headbashing our way through Baldur's Gate 3. It's been interesting. Um, As I've learned recently, Roomba's play... Where are you now? Uh right now we are at the, uh we're at the crash we're at the crash yeah um if ye, yeah it's um it's been interesting i've learned very recently that uh rumor's approach to these games is to was just to run through them and not pay attention to anything uh, that's because valuable. that's how him and well him and a friend had played divinity 2 that way and it worked um <laughs> he, and well, he didn't know.
0: Yeah. It. Oh, okay, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. And and so he just assumed this was going to be the same thing. So, um, if you want to see a minor guard, a, a minor um, trash fire, then you can check out our latest stream because it was it was a little bit rough. There there was a lot of things that happened. Uh, I really don't like fighting Get Yankee, and and on top of that, with someone who's just kind fun. of like a, making assumptions because they haven't really been paying attention. Uh, It's an interesting uh, combination. However, um, we are still getting through it. I'm not sure if we're going to, how much longer we'll be doing Baldur's Gate 3, um, but as long as people are interested, we'll keep doing it. And on Fridays at 6pm EST, uh, I do an ARMA Star Wars kind of like a sci-fi military simulation um, with a group known as the 91st Mobile Reconnaissance Force. Um, if anyone is a fan of the actual uh, clone battalions in the lore, uh, they are an actual battalion. They are the ones who kill Stas Ali in Order sixty six. Um, so it's a really nice. I really like the uh, the scheme. We're very similar to the Coruscant Guard, uh, white and red, except our red is darker than the uh, the Coruscant Guard. What are they? The two hundred second or something. Um, but, yeah, those are a lot of fun. If you check our clips, I try to make sure that I clip all the funny moments from Arma and Baldur's Gate. Um, but if you check out this week's clips, you can see uh, me getting my ass kicked by giant zombie monster machines. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, but, oh, my God, are those things terrifying.
0: I can only uh, imagine.
2: Well, you don't have to imagine. You can watch the clips. That is uh, But, yeah. Uh, so those are the two days at the very least. Sometimes on Saturdays at 6 p.m. I'll also stream the armor game that I do that day. Um, But we're also up for anything as long as we own it. You know, we're down to play them. So if you've got any recommendations, suggestions, uh, give us a shout and we'll definitely try to add those to our schedules. Um, But yeah, that's about it for me.
0: Thank you guys. And this is going to be your spoiler warning for this episode. If you haven't read this book and Like, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to Thrawn yet or read the book, you need to go do that because this book does it. Like, we're not going to do it justice with the synopsis. We're going to do our best, but it's (laughs) condensing like a 13-hour book, 14-hour book into 10, 15, 20 minutes. So, go do that. You're going to get the full experience, and then come here to get the after show. Um, And with that said, I need to show Ed and Noma a picture that I just found on the internet because. I don't know why, but my brain wanted to know if it existed, and it does. Of course it Handsome does. Handsome Squidward Thrawn. <laughs> it's so bad, oh, but so God. good. <laughs> and with that said, guys, let's get into the credits. hear
1: him talking in the voice anyway, it still work. It's so good. It's so
0: good. <laughs> Seriously. If I could replace this on the uh, episode image, I might just add it on there.
1: Like, it's the cover. The cover of the book has the basic shape. Yeah, that's why I looked it. I'm like, I wonder if be, this yeah. is a thing, it and it works. definitely is. Yeah fucking heinous,
0: but it worked. Noma, those credits.
2: Alrighty. So, as we said at the top, this is Star Wars Thrawn. The author is the legendary Timothy Zahn. Uh, The cover artist is Two Dots, and the narrator is Mark Thompson. I don't think I've mispronounced anybody's names, but if I have, I apologize for that. Uh, Like Dan said, this is a synopsis, and uh, like with The Lesser Evil... I'm going to be trying to condense this as much as possible, because if you have listened to it, I figure it's not super engross or engrossing. It's not super fun listening to me go over the entire thing again. Uh, so very quick synopsis, and we'll d- jump straight into the discussion. Uh, so the first Thrawn book, at least the first published Thrawn book, has two main stories following two main characters. So one of them is obviously Thrawn. Um, and the other is uh, Governor Up Price from uh, Rebels. Uh, so, it's interesting because we kind of basically... The first time I, I read through Thrawn, I didn't quite understand why Price was there. Um, on this re-listen, I also didn't finish Thrawn the first time I read it, but on this re-listen, um, it's a very interesting story because it kind of parallels how both characters are learning a completely different aspect of what's necessary to survive in the Imperial ranks and then completely ignoring the other one. Um, So on Thrawn's side, uh, Thrawn's side is definitely the most intriguing uh, because we get to see him one year after uh, the Lesser Evil. Uh, He set up on this planet. We know about his strategy uh, from Lesser Evil, although when this book was published, we did not. Um, So it basically covers him and a ensign for a while, uh, Eli Vanto, who is basically fortunate enough to be caught up in Thrawn's uh, discovery, and as someone who lived out on the edges of uh, on the edges of the outer rim, really close to wild space, uh, he knows a bunch of the trade languages that the Chiss use. And so he first ends up being Thrawn's uh, translator, and then later becomes his aide. Um, and so it follows the two of them as Eli starts to learn more about Thrawn and start to respect him, and the two of them go through a whole bunch of trials and tribulations, starting with their enlistment in, in the Imperial uh, Royal Academy and then graduating to a Gazanti class cruiser with a captain who doesn't like them very much, to then an Architens, to then a Star Destroyer, to then the Chimera. Um, and so it's this really interesting look at how fast Thrawn's career is as well because we get to see him get uh, basically like speed tracked up all those ranks Um, as well as kind of seeing a a lot of the stuff that we have heard from canon and legends where it's you know because he was a Chiss and an alien a lot of people didn't like him Um, the insane speed that is reinforced multiple times of his career going up as well as all the struggles he has with uh, the egos of most of the Imperial just higher ups and leaders and how that clashes with his bluntness and, uh, lack of political maneuvering. Um, so we we get to see the same kind of web that we saw in the last couple of books being grown around him, um, where, you know, he's got his allies and they're, they're all on his side. So we got Eli and the crew of the chimera are all super on his side. And then he's actually, uh, getting covered a lot by uh, Yalarin, who is, you know, the ISB head. Um, so there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on there, as they contend with a shadowy figure known as the Night Swan, um, who, unfortunately, I couldn't take his name very seriously because there is a YouTuber that I enjoy named Zanny who uh, co-opted that name, and I'd heard it first, and that the Evening Swan, Um And so every time I heard Night Swan, I was like, ah, yes, the evening swan flies at midnight. Um, But yeah, so outside of that, um, it is a very interesting uh, look into Thrawn's um, adventures, I guess, through the Empire. And seeing the Empire in a neutral to slightly good, but still evil uh, view Because we get to see a lot of the good that the Empire, well, Thrawn under the Empire does, um, and a lot of the ways that he conducts uh, military operations as he would have in the Ascendancy, you know, letting people go, not just um, annihilating the enemy to send a message trying to preserve life where he can, uh, because it's all in the name of the Ascendancy, right? Oops, except it's the Empire now. the Knight Swan has a bunch of different traps that he sets for Thrawn. N- not specifically against Thrawn at first, but Thrawn is the one who keeps encountering them. Uh, the first time, that is a civilian shuttle, or sorry, a civilian craft that the Knight Swan himself is on and pretending to be one of the crew members. Um, that one basically Thrawn is actually taken captive along with Eli, but they managed to escape because Thrawn had um acquired and reactivated buzz droids, so he uses them to get out. Uh, then the second time, it's a swarm of vulture droids where he's able to uh, bring up two plans because the first one is overruled by the commanding officer uh, to end up bringing victory. And then the final time, he manages to win by not actually being the commander in charge of the operation and uh, basically getting around Night Swan, uh, Swan that way To that, and then actually talks to Night Swan um and ends up kind of letting him go while not fully letting him go. Like he he leaves Knight Swan's plans in ruin. Um, but he basically says, You don't seem like you're a threat to the Chis Ascendancy. That's what I really care about at the end of the day. Um, and he even offers to let uh Knightswan join the Chis Ascendancy because Knightswan is slowly becoming disillusioned with his uh, kind of like guerrilla rebel activities at that point. Um, at the same time, we get Price, who is basically going through... While Thrawn is going through the war side and fumbling all of her... Or, sorry, <laughs> fumbling all of his political maneuverings, um, Price is going through the full political spectrum of the Empire. Um, in a nutshell for hers, because, unfortunately, her story isn't as important. It is her serving as, at first... Um, Ryder uh like aid and then moving up to the senator of Lothal's aid um, unfortunately she gets caught up in a plot to try and blackmail a moth and so she gets knocked all the way back down to just like a nobody uh, works her way back up to then join a outreach group called I think it's like New Dawn or New Haven um,
1: Higher Skies
2: Higher Skies that's it my bad Um, Yeah, Higher Skies, they turn out to be like a rebel spy network. Um, So she basically uses them and the Moff, who is like trying to blackmail her, to go over both of their heads to Thrawn directly, or not Thrawn, uh, sorry, eventually Thrawn directly. She uses Thrawn as a contact to get in touch with Tarkin, and then starts to work with him directly, throws all of her friends under the bus, um, and basically gets to become governor of Lothal where basically from there it becomes her going to um, the planet that Yalarin and Thrawn are trying to bring back into the fold. They basically pull a Warhammer 40k and secede from uh, the Galactic Empire. So um, Thrawn and Yolarin both are assigned to uh, bring the planet back into the fold. The planet starts with an S. I'm trying to remember its name. Um, it's Let's see if I can find it here, but it starts with an S. Um, but oh, uh, Samum, I think. Um, but while that's happening, Price is on that planet because that's where her parents had gone to. We basically learned that Price, uh, Price's family used to own a mine on Lothal. They get bought out um, by by Ryder of all people. Um, And so she swears revenge, but her family has to move to this salmon planet. So she goes there to get them back. Um, A bunch of things go topsy-turvy. She basically has to kill an ISB agent to save her parents. Um, And then she tries to sweep the whole thing under the rug by just killing a whole bunch of civilians to try and cover up the fact that she murdered an ISB officer. Um, And puts, puts herself in a position where it can't be traced back to her. So we get this kind of interesting standoff near the end of the book where Thrawn and Yelaren basically know that Price killed all these civilians with these bombs um, to mask her murder, but they can't pin it on her. And so we're in this interesting scenario where Thrawn and Price are basically telling each other they're going to work with each other, um, especially because um, they they both fill in the weaknesses that each other have. Uh, Thrawn's weakness is the political maneuvering. Price's weakness is tactics, like military tactics of any kind. So they kind of cover each other's blind spots, which is really interesting. Um, but that's basically where I thought the story was going to end, where it's just like, yeah, everything's just kind of, we're, we're getting ready to ramp up to rebels you know, everything's going. I guess I don't know what's going to happen to Eli. I hope he survives. And then they hit us with the epilogue, which... I was shocked by it because when I was reading Lesser Evil, I assumed that Timothy Zahn because I you know I hadn't finished the original Thrawn book, I assumed that Timothy Zahn had just made up all these characters for the prequel. So imagine my fucking shock when in the epilogue, uh, it is Eli going into Wild Space and making contact with Admiral Harrowani. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. yeah, the yeah the Throne prequel trilogy was so good fucking god he planned the whole thing from the start
0: yo thrawn's a fucking uh, beast
1: well timothy's um, on that setting too.
0: that up that all that way then it's
1: like almost oh. from the start it was just like who can i who can yeah you think about this book was who wants come out in like
0: 2017 I 17 was like? Mm. it
1: was april 2017
2: yeah yeah the the foresight of that but uh the plan yeah i mean yeah seriously like this whole story it's really good like uh it It was very, very enjoyable. Um, The other thing that is very cool is that there's a subplot that runs through the entire um, book where there's this very, very precious metal called, I think, Durenium.
1: Dunium. Uh, Dunium. Dunium,
2: sorry. Um, and Thrawn is trying to figure out what's happening with it because him and Eli discover that there are huge quantities of it that are just disappearing, and the market price is going up like crazy. Nobody has any idea what's happening with it, and Thrawn uses that and a bunch of other things, including discovering that the Empire is using Wookiee slaves uh, to basically, at the end of the book, he just goes straight to Palpatine and says, tell me what the Death Star is.
0: Yeah, it's insane.
2: yeah, and you see Palpatine go from like, oh, I'm going to have to kill him. And he's like, why? And Thrawn ba- gives him an answer where he's basically like, I just, I, I don't care that you're building it. I just want to know what it does. And Palpatine goes, oh, you're worried about the Chis' Ascendancy, oh, me using it against them. And Thrawn's like, not fully, but it's a part of it. And so the Emperor tells him, you know, I'm not planning to use it against the Ascendancy. Uh, oh, because he also says, uh, Thrawn also says, I'm not necessarily worried about that. What I'm worried about is that the Empire... Is going to squander resources on this Death Star when it could be using them to make more Star Destroyers.
0: With all your eggs in one basket, which yeah. doesn't pay yeah, off.
2: Yeah, we know what happens. And the Emperor basically gives us the same spiel that he always does. Um, you know, once this fully armed and operational station is complete, we won't need all of those ships. We'll have fear. Um, and you can tell Thrawn disagrees with it, but he's not so stupid as to say that to the Emperor's face. Um, Then we also leave off on another cliffhanger, which I already know is the focus of the next book, where he basically is like, okay, if that's how it is, I've got no problems. And he goes, cool, Vader, come here to introduce yourself to Thrawn.
0: Yeah. setting
2: ourselves up for the next book. Um, From the prequel trilogy and this book as well, we know that um, Thrawn already knows about General Skywalker. Yes. Um, put the pieces together yet? But I mean, judging from the cover of Thrawn Treason, um, something's going to happen there. Maybe, maybe Thrawn with- alliances. Oh, Thrawn alliances. Oh, Treason's lost. Treason's one. one with
0: Palpatine in the background. Going, eh. yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> Thrawn will figure out what's happening. Maybe he will. I'm pretty figure sure he
1: will. Where <laughs> X going? Oh God, no. Oh
2: um, man,
0: what a book.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's basically my synopses of it i i will start off with a single point which like i said um when i first read the book i didn't understand why price was in it
1: now seeing
2: it as like price being a, a like
1: major character
2: well the kind of like the opposite of Thron,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um where Thron Thron's entire story mm-hmm. in this book is about his rise through the ranks of the empire and being able to show his uh tactical prowess and his loyalty and his loyalty is the big thing that you can tell all of his crew really rally around him for. He trusts their opinions. He doesn't talk down to them. Um, you know, they're all super loyal. They're all willing to go along with whatever he says. And it's, you know, it's shocking because they make it very clear. He's an alien and most people don't like him, but everybody on his crew is like, yeah, he might be an alien, but he's the best damn commander we know. Yeah. So it's this rise via loyalty and, unflinching resolve to keep himself as the person he is and he can live with
0: and fighting against um, the discrimination in the empire. Cause we know it's xenophobic, which is insane.
2: Yeah. But again, yeah. right. The unflinchiness of just being like, Oh, you're racist xenophobics. Cool. I can use this in my yeah. strategies um, as opposed to prices, the opposite where it's this, it's the same rise through power politically, but it's through this ruthless edge of absolute power and command and getting getting the results however I want them and throwing as many people under the bus as I can. I mean, we get to see through this, why, um, writers like a wanted man, um, in rebels, right. We get to see the setup of his betrayal. Um, we get to see price after being betrayed by one person. She immediately betrays two other people who were like tangentially related to this guy. Um, so it's it's that's what I I really appreciated about having both of them in this book is it's polar opposites but both reaching the same destination they want um, through whatever means they can live with basically um, yeah I mean I've got a bunch of other thoughts as well but I don't want to talk the whole time so uh... oh yeah Dan
0: <laughs> yeah just to kind of go over this this like journey. This was my first book I ever read of Thrawn. Ever. <laughs> After watching Rebels and being like, damn, this character is so cool. I love him so much. He's a great foil for the heroes. And then kind of going back to seeing, like, how did he join the Empire? How did he become the alien that works within the Empire and being this strategic like mastermind for the for the Empire? And just kind of seeing him work in this book and go through the ranks from nothing to everything in like six months, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. The Academy with Eli and then all the other stuff he goes through. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. It's a great first read. If you're a star Wars fan, even if you have no idea who Thrawn is. I mean, by this point
1: people should. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> people will be intrigued or. because of the, of Ahsoka. So, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Right. And, and I mean like if, if, if you've never read a star Wars book, great start. This It will be hard to top a book like this, um, unfortunately. But it's a really good read, and I would recommend it for anybody that that reads it, or that reads Star Wars, or listens or watches Star Wars. Um, Mm -hmm. Thrawn and Arinda's like juxtaposition between like you're right, like the rise of Thrawn and the fall of Arinda, and kind of kind of making her way back up is Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, I I really enjoyed Arinda's story the second time through uh, reading this book, and. Going through just kind of how she goes um, from, you know, being this person who's kind of like high and mighty and then having to go to do like the dirtiest work possible for herself Mm -hmm. and then screwing over her friends who are already screwing her over. And I'm like, there's so many levels here of like mistrust. And you, you look at this character and you realize how tragic it is of who she is and how she ends up when she hits Rebels and you're like i can understand why you are the way you are cuz in I rebels mean, i was like you're such a dick <laughs> like i didn't like it very old, much in rebels she and she, she was like how to do that right she, mm-hmm. she's just like hey, i'm the villain of the week hey, like team rocket almost for rebels mm-hmm. for the rebels crew like the ghost crew and you're just like god damn can you just stop like can you just like stop like harassing the rebels please on both all <laughs> And then it's, yeah, we get we get to where it is, but like you you see like she's from Lothal, her family used to own the mining corporation there until mm. they were basically forced to not, and then she takes it over uh, and realizes we need to do this. It's like what the fuck.
1: When she mentions Tula or whoever the 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 one who's her assistant mm. or whatever, assistant and yeah, just, ripping into her. I'm just like I can see her from Rebels just being like oh my god
0: <laughs> evolution from who she it's, was to that person yeah, it, it's an interesting I guess philosophical debate because it it
2: very much is like a do the ends justify the means and b does your trauma justify the pain you're inflicting in new people because (laughs) that that's one thing she she reminded me very much of a character who i i believe they didn't pull it off well with Uh, unfortunately dan you won't know them um, but Ed, the character I immediately was like, Oh, this reminds me of Price is uh Yotsudu from Final Fantasy 14 Stormblood.
1: Yeah. 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 Because right it's... Away,
2: it's the same thing where it's people
1: like shit, I'll treat everybody like shit. Fuck you. Yeah. There's no winners in here. There's only people who make it for themselves. Uh...
2: Yeah, it, it's very much the same. Like you started from nothing, you got fucked over your whole life, like you've had a lot of pain and trauma inflicted on you. However, does that make the trauma you're inflicting on people who weren't involved with that justified in Final Fantasy 14's case, I've I've had this conversation with that. I think they went way too far in the other direction. Um, They basically are like, Oh no, look like she's not a bad person. Look at her backstory. I'm like, yeah, her backstory is tragic, but Holy shit. She was like murdering people. for
1: fun. She was destroying villages and towns and all that kind of shit for funsies yeah no so so no it doesn't at all i didn't feel anything when they showed me the backstory because i was like cool you i saw
2: earlier you were torturing people and, and like looking forward to it price is, is much more of like a more grounded version of that um because it's much more real everyone's been betrayed by a friend they thought they could trust everyone's um done what they thought was the right thing to do only to get stabbed in the back well maybe not everyone but most people um again does it justify how much she's ripping into her assistant at one point how much how brutally she fucks over multiple people how she kills like hundreds of civilians just to save her parents i so mean not dark. really but it's more in line with with being sympathetic i guess as a character
0: kind of tell sympathetic
2: towards a character
0: yeah and you can kind of tell like in rebels you can see like the way she is in rebels is because she never wants to hit that low again Mm. and that she wants. sometimes yeah, yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> so
2: she, she in, in that same vein is why i, I stopped feeling sympathy for yutsudu uh i don't, I, feel, I don't feel sympathy sympath- for Price I don't, when she's yeah. torment torturing Hera.
0: No, no no i don't sympathize with her but you can understand why she's acting the way she is based on the experience that we see in this book um mm. and like I, it, it, it flashes out the character more which is how novels mm. should be it shouldn't yeah. replace the character it shouldn't take away from the character, I don't think. It should, it enhance, should enhance, it. enhance the character. Whereas yeah. when we got Ochi in Shadow of the Sith, yeah. it literally just made the character that much worse. And you're like, yeah, wow, okay, yeah. I'm glad I didn't read this book.
2: Let's not check the planet that the shuttle was coming away from.
0: Yeah, let's just sink. Yeah, it's just like, oh my god, there's so many there's so many things. But uh, no, man, Timothy Zahn is a mastermind And like, I would love to just pick his brain about all of this stuff and like his process and just, (laughs) just all of it. It's so good, but Ed.
1: So what I appreciated, like I've listened to this book. I think the most of all of us, and every time I try to appreciate something differently, but the, no matter what the things that keep you enthralled with these books. Or a lot of the encounters and how Thron deals with it and what happens and the way he explains it to people, too. It's never like a, here, let me tell you how it works. And it's like, he's always like, what do you think? How do you Mm -hmm. think it works? It was always because at the end, you see why, because he's trying to nurture that kind of thought process in people and make them and force them to use observation instead. He does it the most with Eli, but he still encourages the whole crew to do that as well. And I think Faleo's in this one. Right? Or Pharaoh, I think? Uh, Let me check the names. It's I something like Fa- that. I think he, Pharaoh. That's is his, like, his captain or something. Right, senior right. Captain, yeah. Senior Captain Pharaoh. And she she starts off like any other Imperial. She's oh, man, this this guy. And then the more and more, wait, wait till the next book. <laughs> like this, You thought this screw was tight?
0: Yeah. You're
1: just mm. beginning to be like, yo, he's on something. He knows what he's doing. Okay. Oh, man. If you've wd-40 couldn't make anything Yeah,
2: pharaoh <laughs> you know there, yeah because there's a point that i really appreciated where um eli's talking with pharaoh um and she's like man you've been serving with him since he started right you're so lucky you must have learned so much and
1: he's like no not really yeah I mean, but he know. has when he thinks about yeah. it and he's looking at how he analyzes it, and he's just like oh shit
2: yeah! Oh my that's God, he's been grooming me. me for command point. this whole time. Yeah,
1: that's the point of realization you see him kick in, where he's just like, "Whoa, what the fighting?" And he did it so subliminally you didn't realize mm-hmm. it was never malicious. It was just to get you to like reach your potential. The guy's super, super kami guru at this point. <laughs> All right, I'm um, <laughs> just i was trying to uh, imagine
2: like the poor like some poor bastard on the crew who's like. I didn't feel much change. There wasn't much to work with. <laughs> so this is top, huh?
1: <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where like he does the, in every encounter, talking about like th- how something moves, how ships move, and like oh th- this guy he's yelling from the planet, so we're gonna turbo laser the planet. And it's just like Izzy. I wonder. Look at those ships and how they move. Look at those ships and how they move. And like he's not even there. How do you know? And then the spiel about how he knows and everybody's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. And and Eli
2: puts it in a perfect way where he says, Thrawn's plans don't make sense
1: until he explains them. And Mm -hmm. then they're the most obvious things in the world. It's it's not something over. It's just, it's just, why didn't I see that? It's like, you're looking for that. So when, uh, one of the really great things is when he's not a captain yet, He's studying a planet's art, it's history, it's everything like that, and he's just he just fucks off somewhere. I think he's in his, his quarters or whatever. And yeah, the captain's yeah. like, Where the hell is Thrawn? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I need him yeah. here. And then he's just like, Oh, sorry, I got distracted. What's going on? Yeah, they need you on the bridge like now, dude. Yeah. Oh yes, you've been calling you for 10 they, minutes. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, I, I was just, I was just they thinking. were on the
0: PA system going, Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn.
1: Thrawn. Yeah, oh God. so <laughs>
0: it's gonna be the biggest meme. Th- those those encounters specifically,
1: I love just reading about now because it's like after going to let uh, the, I guess prequel trilogy now. Yeah, yeah, that stuff, you know, you go to expect it, you don't get as much of it, but when you do, oh, they are some intense things that like you're you're sat there wondering well, what the hell are you gonna do, as Eli says, it's obvious when he explains it. It's like, yeah, yeah, because the writing style is there. This like he he gives you hints every time he, 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 one, he challenges way. your way of way. thinking
0: and so, makes you think a little deeper
1: but it's what got me into like looking at so much detective stuff now that it's ruined for me because <laughs> trying to, trying to look at everything it's either you're right on it and it's just mm-hmm. like feel awesome or it's like a black mirror thing where you're so far off you're just like well, who the fuck was even thrawn wouldn't know that like mm. it makes no sense but it's those things like for example, when he's fighting Hisishi with the, with the combat yeah, in, yeah. on Coruscant, and everybody's there, this is when Arinda It's like it's a crossover with Arinda Amthron. They're mm. one of their first ones, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight. And he's just like, yeah, he's messing about with her until he just shows up the master yeah. place in pure imperial uniform still. Yep. And then it's just like, okay, now for you to throw all your people under the bus. I love They're that. Clearly spies. Mm. It's just like, oh my fuck, man. But
2: to that same point. Arin, uh Arinda p- picks up with something that Thrawn missed, which is how yes. um angry Eli is getting about getting passed over for promotion constantly. Yeah,
1: and it's just like, you need to do something, but it's like, I didn't realize it was... and he does, which Little is perfect. great.
0: I love that he did.
1: And soon as that after, what happens? Oh, uh, we've called an emergency thing to
0: order. Lieutenant yeah.
1: Commander Vanto. Yeah, it's and like, yo, let's
0: go, finally.
1: Because he they there all salty, so you're get another i'm still yeah. stuck level one here here's level eight what
2: yeah and i love that moment because he says when the, he realizes a promotion it's like oh my god i'm finally going to be a lieutenant yeah it's been so long lieutenant commander is and the for best one, thing about one guys. horrible moment um i thought it was going to be like congratulations sergeant yeah yeah or uh, something like really low. yeah but
1: uh, but the, the biggest a, part of that is, like, right before they had that, do you remember the guys who jumped them in the Royal Imperial yes, Academy? Yes, mm, yes, yeah, yes. And yeah, they got yeah. sent to Sky Strike, which was another beautiful he thing. He's like, why, why remove suck. these
0: guys if they're going to do good in the Empire somewhere?
1: So when he comes back, he's just like, oh, yeah, no, call me Lieutenant Ensign, and all that. And he's like, no, yes. Ensign, yeah, Ensign, and all then it's just like, and so you see him right after that, right? And he's like, what does he have to say to you, sir? Yes, sir? Oh, yeah, my I love God. That, that
2: was... It, so oh, good it reminded me so much of it's one of my favorite moments from uh band of brothers um when there. uh i don't know if anybody here's watched it but it, no. um there, there's a moment when uh i think it's winters is ca- talking to sobel and it's like the two characters have an animosity and he goes uh we salute the r- the we salute the rank, the rank. not the soldier Ooh. i would love for eli to do the same thing like yeah, yeah. Salute the rank, Lieutenant Commander, you bitch. Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: It was so good. It was like just desserts on that one. I have to pick out like moments from this book now just because, A,
1: there are a lot and there's so many, yes. But mm. at the same time, it's just like it's the book that I always – one of them that I always go back to when I'm just bored. Um,
0: Yeah, it's a re- it's it's a, it's a reread that you can get so much from every single yeah. time.
1: Mm. But it's it's mostly those things that I look for now. It's just like what it, I don't think I've missed much at this point from this book. But it had me it had me so hyped that when I, when I heard the second book was coming out, it wasn't even a thought of if I was going to get it around. It's like, <laughs> I need to see where this goes more mm-hmm. than anything. So I definitely suggest if you listen to it, if you're in the middle of listening to it, anything like that, and you're on the fence, or you, maybe, you know, Noma, when he started, it, he's right, it starts off slow. It is mm-hmm. a bit hard to get into the first time. It's persevering with it. And you see, once you do, it's it turns into this mind-blasting experience. So, like go get the second one if you're on the fence, just get it. I will tell you from now, kinda starts off slow too. Not as slow, but it's just it's a pretty slow but f- slow but not slow. It's not fast, but like it's it's it burns its way through a little bit and then it just catches complete fire, and it's amazing.
0: Yeah, you're getting the uh, the tinder ready for the fire that that yeah. this book becomes. <sighs> honestly, it's it's what what is it? You're setting the spark that lights the fire that's the rebellion or some shit from the sequel trilogy, <laughs> something like that. Invent
2: <laughs> um, the lemons that'll burn the god's house down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Man, no, Somehow. but <laughs> I mean, is, is there anything else you want to talk about? Like this, this has been a very quick podcast so far, but damn, this book is so good um I
1: mean, you you want to say a lot about it but just in case somebody hasn't read it read it i don't want to go into too many things because like I, yeah. there's, there's some things you should just experience and this book right more-
2: yeah the the best part of this book like ed mentioned is trying to trying to guess what thrawn's plans are going to be because they lay out enough hints that you think you know yes and then there's always something right at the end that turns it around or you know in the first case of them actually being captured um you know, it looks like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then I, I remember thinking as soon as that, I was like, well, damn, it's a shame Thrawn didn't bring, bring the buzz droids. And then he did. And I was like, oh, <laughs> damn it. He's like two steps ahead of me. Yeah, that was um, so, so good. So, yeah, it's it's super fun trying to keep up, especially on your first uh, listen, trying to keep up and figure out where everything's going. It's like a light espionage novel mm-hmm. um, where they there is a mystery, and they are sprinkling some hints, but you never know which direction is going to
1: go. Um Governor, not governor, uh, Moth Gotti is a piece of shit, and I hate yeah. all, <laughs> his, all <laughs> his interactions. Oh, god, this guy can go well, it does end up fucked up, but like, yeah, die in a hole. A moth should not be that kind of thing, and yes. I know we have the worst examples. Something like, oh, yeah, Tarkin's just a hard case, but like, deservedly so, mm. right. Gaudi is well, one of those bastards that gets there and is just like, I'm king. Now and I yeah, yeah. I want to see me. Now is... that I'm a moth, I'm untouchable. Um we but see that... too many of them like this. Oh, yeah, seriously. Lords of the Sith had one in them too. Did we read that okay. one yet? No, we didn't. That's yeah, yeah. To uh, good. to um, but that that is another
2: um thing that I think is really nice in this book is really seeing a mix of imperial competence and imperial ego just warring it out. because yeah. um, you do see with Thrawn, there are some captains or just people that he serves under who are like, yeah, I can learn something from this guy. Um, and then there are others who are, no, no, I graduated from a good academy because of nepotism. Yeah. Um, I'm the best. And then just kind of watching them crash and burn. Um the best example is um I think I've already forgotten the name again, but I think it's Samnos, the the or Salmon, the final planet, where um Thrawn basically baits one of the other commanders into taking the role that he knows is a trap.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: Just just and, and couple it with that being like I know he's not tactically sound enough to devise a plan to this and then they literally go and watch him fail the plan with Thrawn it's it's kind of like the climax of it where Thrawn is Still not politically savvy, but politically savvy enough to understand how to compensate for poor leadership. Right, right. Um, And taking that into account and seeing the whole thing kind of come together. It's it's definitely a nice upgrade um, from Lesser Evil, where it's very much the, I'm going to do the best I can, but I'm still going to work within... um, you know, the trappings and rulings of the Chis ascendancy. Obviously not close enough for the ruling families to like him, but enough that he can't get in trouble. Versus this one where he goes, wait, if I'm just fully underhanded and just stoke people's egos and piss people off, I can use this to my advantage. And not that he always knows how to do it, he still has zero idea how to do it against politicians, but against other generals and admirals, now he's learning what he can do
1: started the fire himself and then started rubbing the salve on after it was all done was yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah if you didn't do that they wouldn't have come out so we kind of you know good job man it's like no you're a fucking idiot i could have done it on my own but you you i'm leading this one not you so yeah. i'm going okay, okay. Man, go for it <laughs> yeah and then yeah, watching that guy screw in the trap it up. yeah
2: right and then watching him screw it up and then getting the comeuppance of you know at the at the next meeting being like no well i screwed it up this time but next time i'll be better and the the commanding admiral being like no you wasted it
1: (laughs) and all you can do is sit there
0: and
1: just yeah doesn't it remind you of Andor scenes when all those guys are in the yeah uh, but you can't don't talk
0: yeah it's fine
2: (laughs) the the one other thing that i liked uh them foreshadowing is um, by the end, Thrawn has a special ties force. Um, And we see him kind of cultivating the starfighter pilot uh, speciality um, on the pre-Chimera Star Destroyer, where he's recruiting pilots from the academies who are very good. Um, I don't think the guy that they mention is the same guy who's in Rebels. I don't believe he is, but I wasn't sure. Um, But yeah, you can kind of see him um, starting to put together the tie defender program in very small steps. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'm being told that later on it's going to be even more clear.
1: <laughs> that that good
0: sense. stuff. Oh yeah. Do so get just go just go to both Let's go, right jump away. in jump in headfirst <laughs> immediately. Where,
1: like, if you have two hundred hours. If you're on a long vacation or something, just start the first and let it go. (laughs) If I've I've
2: listened to the Eisenhorn and Ravener trilogies like a dozen times each, I definitely have time for this. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) And now that you've gotten, like, the taste of this series, you're like, ooh. Oh, It's It's nice coming back to Empire. Now, my question, I guess, to you guys is, would you... Between this and Air to the Empire, like which is a good introduction to Thrawn and like which one might have been better or worse?
1: Okay, better subjective. I'm not, gonna yeah, yeah. I just kind of want to know like your thoughts be on because like, I know you guys
0: have Air to the Empire like on this like pedestal of like this is amazing. shit.
1: Air to the Empire is basically the end. So if you want to put if you want to make oh, that that's... seven, eight, and nine, yeah, and we just leave it as that, yeah, I'd love yeah. It if that. It's different it times, make, that, yeah. it doesn't well, make sense anymore because it's also
2: they're... oh, sorry, Go ahead. I was gonna say, it's also different settings, right? Mm, yeah. Part of the reason that Air of the Empire is so good is we are seeing Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Right? Full Luke Prime. At the beginning, he is soloing eight at-ats.
0: like Jesus this Christ. Is,
2: yeah, this is pow- Prime Power Luke. This is Prime Political Power Leia. This is She's general the best Solo of riding off ac- his accomplishments yeah, yeah. ron is an amazing antagonist because he's going toe-to-toe with these heroes yeah and we also get mara jade who i'm super biased love we get joris saboath who is uh, just a mind trip um of craziness i am the
1: strongest
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wild space drove him just a little bit crazy okay. and then a couple of other things improved on that um you know, it, it's it's full different settings. Um, oh, but we're like so, yeah. for
0: Thrawn specifically, I guess like when you see Thrawn in that mm-hmm. series, that book, versus Thrawn in this book, because that's kind of like what the focus is of this one. Still, rather than honestly, yeah. the sorry,
1: there's not a lot of difference because he, he looks at things the same way. There's some characters who are still part of both. Levels. Like there's
0: there's parallels um, between characters he has in this book and characters that were in that series. Pallion, yeah, <laughs> he's in yeah. both. Yeah. Um, that's true.
1: Um, yep, but no, yep. it's, he is the same. Cool. He's the same. There's a few other characters though. There's a Signy and Night Swan parallel. Okay. But I'm sorry, parallel in the mm. sense that this road stops here. Yeah. The other one just goes. Yeah. Like you don't mess with Talon card.
0: Okay? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, that's the parallel in that. Okay. Uh, the, 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 like,
1: wild... is a small parallel mm. of, of what card can do. Okay. Yeah. Guy has his own star destroyer but, as a ship. Yeah, the wild card is yeah. so fucking cool. I remember, you tell me about that. Like, yeah, he. It's it's wild. It's wild. Hard. What
2: he do. So. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I mean, Sydney made like a fledgling rebellion, but Talon made the Smugglers' Alliance. Yeah, so, so there you go. It's and so yeah, I mean, you know, this book and especially the prequel really paint a full picture of Thron.
0: I think the the okay. best
2: thing. One of the best things that this new series does is make Thrawn a sympathetic villain.
0: Absolutely, he yeah. has a he has a thing that he's working towards. You, and, yeah,
2: yeah, you can understand what he's working towards. You can understand why he's doing the things that he's doing. Why he's working with the Empire. He was much more of like a I'm a villain, cold, calculating yeah. villain yeah. in *Heir to the Empire*. Yeah, um, he's not. You know, to a point of like Tarkin of like kill them all to send a message. Was
0: there any um, ascendancy but, mentioned in the Air to the Empire? Well,
2: yeah, yes, it's not yes and, in Air yeah. to the Empire, Um but like they do mention the ascendancy, and then later on the ascendancy comes into play. Oh and They're shit. very okay. different from here. Oh, okay. Because their tech is actually better than. Good to know. The than the um, yeah, it's That's the opposite.
0: Really interesting.
2: They they've got the chiss. Uh, what are they called again?
1: It's not Fang Fighters. It's. uh Oh, they're those bubble ship things. Oh, yeah, they, oh, they look God. like
2: TIE Fighters,
0: but yes, they the, claw have the, craft.
1: the four, Clawcraft. The
0: four, I've seen the yeah, pictures of those. Yeah,
2: yeah, the the Chiss Clawcraft are super cool, and their battleships look uh, actually kind of similar to the pre- with the, the dragons and all those. Yeah, out. yeah. Very elegant and uh, kind of curved and yeah. things like that. Um, So it's it's very different. Yeah, the ascendancy in, in the EU is like this advanced empire.
0: Yeah, that lives out
2: in wild space and just doesn't interact because they believe in um, basically holding a small amount of space and just making it the most advanced thing ever,
0: like the best society they could ever make,
2: basically right on the edge of wild space. So it's, it's completely different. They start to get integrated near the end. Um, But yeah, no, that's the interesting part is like their claw craft can go toe to toe with like multiple X wings.
0: That's crazy. That's Um, cool. That's cool. That's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it's crazy. it's, It's very interesting. But um, yeah, you got pros and cons on both sides. Absolutely, um, absolutely. The cons I think, are minor, at yeah, least.
0: But... I, I think that's where kind of Timothy Zahn kind of takes this book, right? He's like, what didn't I give them before mm. that we can create that I had ideas of that would make this character even better? And then what didn't work in the old ones and what can I pull in that will work well with this, right? Like, he's in a different time period and stuff like that. And so bringing all this stuff in helps... Develop this character in a way that the other series didn't. I guess is what I'm hearing.
1: To an extent, Mm. but I would still say if you had to choose one, just read this. Read this first. It gives you. Yeah. If you
2: if you can only pick one, yeah, because then you don't get disappointed reading into the
0: EU and then realizing it's all dead. It's (laughs) it's not dead in your heart. That's where it matters most. They
1: they picked up a lot of things, so we're going to we're probably going to see more of other species and wild space stuff happening if they decide to do a seven eight nine this time Mm, a a different air to the empire which would coincide with a bunch of tv shows and everything they're doing right now so would they we'd probably have to wait until these series are done to then see is there a conclusion on screen or are we going to get one on in print or Mm.
0: audio i think we're getting a movie aren't we the air to the empire movie that's like the end oh, of all it's the Mandoverse stuff. It's, the movie, it? it's like the Mandoverse yeah. coming together with like the Ahsoka stuff, the Mandalorian stuff, the Thrawn stuff, just everything They're kind not of converging. they from
1: the problem then you cannot give a good story like this deserves in a two to three hour span.
0: You can't. I think, well, everything's going to be leading up to it. So I think some of the story is going to be leading up into that. And then once the, the conclusion is that movie, it sounds though, like you anyway. You have to give
1: everybody the little piece of the section of the movie yeah. and then the overarching plot. Like it, it's going to be interesting.
2: Deep 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 the only way I can really see it working is if by the end of, like, who knows, Mando season four or whatever, like, they literally have been like, and next episode will be the final battle.
0: Yeah, and this is the, bottom. Yeah. the movie.
2: Because if they try to tie a whole plot into that, yeah, that movie is going to be too many characters.
0: I think we should hold our breath on the movie because we've had other movies turn into TV series. Book of Boba Fett for being one, right? And... Mm. You know, Wasn't
2: The Acolyte supposed to be a movie
1: originally, uh, too?
0: Maybe? I'm not sure. Maybe, All this was going to be a thing. and then,
1: we, I think they confirmed now it's going to be Tenebris and Plagueis.
0: Oh, interesting. Plagueis okay. is going to be The Acolyte. That'd be, cool. so, That'd be cool.
1: Again, still good enough time period, kind of, where mm. they have those years to set up and learn and do everything and then to find Cheeve. <laughs> Cheeve. And then start his journey. So yeah, although he'd be like a baby.
0: We also have Lando. I think was confirmed to be a TV series instead of a movie, or a movie instead of a TV series. Whatever. I think it was supposed to be a Disney Plus Donald series. Lover back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're doing a Don. I think they're doing a Lando movie instead of a TV series now. So, okay. so that's I mean, cool. are we
1: gonna see him get the lady luck? Like it's
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: There's not much it's going on. It's gonna be how he gets
0: question. Cloud City. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe yeah, actually
1: knows. He his. His stories, like I read a few of his comics, which are
0: good. I hope it's like yeah, a like, last shot scenario. Yeah. Donald Glover Hatties and Twitter. Billy D. Williams back and forth. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. need
1: to do it while Billy D still alive. I don't, I don't know if you can keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, <that. He's> <laughs> it'd gotta, be pretty good. He was, he was pretty old in episode I, nine. Yeah, he's yeah, like I, 77 I, I or something that. like that. Maybe sitting down telling somebody this. Yeah, story that's what I mean, like though. Right? Or something, and then mm. Donald going and doing it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. If like, you want to remember this story. Yeah,
1: though. I mean, I would, I would do it because I want my fucking royalties. But at the same, at the same time, like, that's so fun. Doesn't he? You, you
2: don't think he has enough money from the what were they? The Colt 45 commercials.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does have that swag. <laughs> oh man, he's
1: got Old Spice swag. If yeah, anybody, oh yeah. yeah. to know them, <laughs> well, if they are, that makes me. If Old start, Spice, Spice was out when hurt. he was in
0: his prime, he would have been the the spokesperson the for it. absolutely. Yeah.
1: Mm, they're not advertising smokes and stuff as much. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think they
0: are at all. Um, anything else for this episode?
1: Uh, oh, what's the next book? Oh, rankings, we've got to
0: do. Yes, we yeah, will get into the rankings to in just a second. I guess my last question for you guys is out of, out of you know, EU Thrawn and this Thrawn in uh, canon at the moment, which one represents Handsome Squidward Thrawn the most?
1: I'm not answering that
0: question. No <laughs> It's a serious I'm question.
2: A, I'm going through a tunnel right now. I've got a doctor pointed out of the dentist.
0: Bye-bye. And hyperspace sound. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into the outro, guys. Welcome to the outro of the podcast. Before we get into how you can contact us, Rankings. We're going to get into the rankings. Of... <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> no, you were
0: like, welcome to the outro. And I was like, what about the rankings? We were just yes. About the rankings. <laughs> yes. Um Yes. We're going to get into the rankings of the episode. He's, tired. He's been up since 4.30. That is give true. That is true. true. <laughs> um, but yes, who wants to go first? You want me to go first? Because no, I, no. I went last, last time. We'll do that.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah you go first. If you want
0: to All right. I'm going to give this book a solid... What's the gut feeling here? (laughs) I'm going to give it a a 9.0. A 9 on the flat (laughs) dot. Uh, Sorry.
1: Reasoning behind the 9?
0: I mean, being my first introduction to Thrawn, reading through it twice. um, First time, blown away. Mm -hmm. Like, it was the first Star Wars book that I read or listened to that I just couldn't stop listening to. Until it ended. And I'm like, I want more. When is the next book coming out? Um, the Just understanding Thrawn to the degree that you do uh, in this book. Seeing his plight with a little bit of the ascendancy. And moving into um, like the stuff that happens at the end with Eli Vanto. Um, just everything kind of encapsulating that. And then seeing how he got to where he was in Rebels. It just really enhanced a lot of Star Wars for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't detract from anything, and I think that is the epitome of what you're looking for in a Star Wars book.
1: No, no, no yeah.
2: makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm also giving it a nine, and honestly, I, I would give it higher. Except um, the only thing is, like we mentioned a little bit, this book takes a little bit to get started, um, and especially for me going into it cuz i uh my first time i was actually re- physically reading it um and because prices like the good points in prices story don't really come up until past the halfway point um it was very hard for me to get through her sections
0: yeah i could see that the
2: one sections are this crazy mystery <laughs> yeah. and there it's like what the hell is happening we're hunting down the night swan <clears throat> politics and it, it reminded me of the problem I have. As much as I love this series as well, trying to rewatch
0: Gundam Wing, it's I, not hard. It is so fucking you're difficult. You're biased. No, no, no. I, yeah, I've, I've only watched it as an adult. But yeah. holy shit, the
2: action in Gundam Wing is so fucking good, and I still love it to this day. But going back, and I like as a kid, I had literally just erased all the politics in my head.
0: You didn't understand it, man i didn't care it's yeah. the same thing the one.
2: i just i forgot they went to coruscant i thought they just went to the jedi temple and that was it i forgot about i forgot for a long time chancellor Valorum was a character yeah um and it's it's with thrawn it's that same feeling it's Fair that enough. like there's a lot of politics to get through and then you get to watch the heavy arms gundam be the coolest goddamn gundam as nothing well. existed yeah, <laughs> heavy arms oh, Gundam is one hundred percent. It's biased. Uh, heavy arms Gundam is the red and white one that has the giant
0: gatling. Oh, gun. it's like the, the yeah, on. it's the one that yeah. is like the iconic one, right? Gatling.
1: Well, uh, I mean, okay, you want melee, you want mid range. You that's, that's it. <laughs> it,
2: it. The the iconic one is uh, Wing Zero. Wing oh, Zero, sorry, that's yeah. what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, with, with the laser, uh, the, the blue, red, and yellow, yeah. yellow, or orange, yeah,
1: and yeah. then the, the huge. Yeah.
2: Gi- the giant Buster Cannon that eventually becomes two Buster Cannons. Oh no. Okay. As he does the fucking spin around, fi- oh man! Like Gundam. You we- oh, want to talk Mechs?
0: You, you want to talk Mechs? It's not just, just Gundam. You know what we're doing? Gundam. We're going to do a fandom podcast on this network. Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do we're, we're going to do a mech. <laughs> not podcast. even that.
2: Hero- Hido is a teenage assassin. <laughs> he has killed people before. A-
0: Shut up, or I'll he- kill you like, like a what the fuck are you talking to leader like that, bro? Local
2: leader in like
1: episode one.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's. I don't know. He
1: jumped out of a fifty-five.
0: It's foot the delivery of the lines. I, I think it's the both thing. the the, the it's, written it's lines and the delivery. It yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is so bad. <laughs> That's
1: it, what it's so it's so from good, the
0: nineties. Yes, I
2: mean yes. Well, Gundam Wing. I feel like it it does make it good, but it's like a little bit cheap. G Gundam is when it's like just hundred and twenty percent cheese.
1: Or take that? this
2: all my pain all my sorrow and all my
1: rage the <laughs> finger.
0: The only Gundam i could get behind that actually like enticed me with a story was gundam iron-blooded orphans and i didn't finish oh, it yet okay. it's like 30 okay. i got to like 30 episodes in it's really good yeah. um that's like yeah.
1: the one where like space desert basically well it's like now. there's like
0: it's like, it takes place in our galaxy i believe it's like mars and stuff like that and these people live well, on mars so, so or something
2: most most gundams take place in our universe. oh okay i didn't know that Okay. Um, or in our galaxy, yeah. Like, Iron Blooded Orphans is is good. Um, my only downside with it is it's it takes a lot from a lot of the older ones. It doesn't really go into. A lot oh, of okay. The, so that's the, maybe why I liked it
0: because it kind of simplifies it all. Maybe.
2: Uh, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say simplifies. It is. It is still really good. It's just like once, you, like again, I'm a huge nerd for Gundam <laughs> as with a lot of things. So once I once you've seen like O8MS oh, Team, um, and even Gund- Gundam Original Universal Century and Stardust Memories and stuff like that, it's. It's a retelling of a classic Gundam story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so ironically, it's kind of like Thrawn for for you, except with Gundam. Yeah, I guess you're, so. You're that seeing, makes sense. Yeah, bring it back around, Noma. Exactly. You're seeing a retelling of an original Gundam story. Yes. Just polished yes. because originally it was very strange. The original Gundam still has some of my favorite fucking moments in it, though. It's okay. got some insane brutality. One of my uh, okay. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna let it go too long because I have to. We'll let do Ed we'll do, do a Gundam more like a too. Mecha podcast. Um, I
0: think we ought to do that.
2: Two of my favorite moments in original Gundam is there's a part where the, the villain is monologuing while someone else has a gun to the back of his head, um, and halfway through his monologue, she just shoots him because <laughs> it's not going anywhere, and she's like, fine, "I don't, I don't care about you." Um, and then the other one, which is having played Armored Core, I've been doing it constantly. One of my favorite moments in original Gundam is there's a capital ship firing, and a Gundam or, or a Zaku flies right up to the co- to the command center. And they all start freaking out and it just jams its gun in and pulls the trigger oh and my blows God. the entire bridge to pieces. It's like, yeah, you just crippled an entire ship with one Gundam. This is why you're actually using mobile suits. Yeah. And not just more ships. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's the end of my Gundam show. I'm going to force myself to stop. I appreciate we'll be it. I am <laughs> sure there's people
0: in the audience that will, listeners that want to talk on your, If you so.
2: like Gundam, at the end of this, when we tell you how to contact us, let me know.
0: Please and do. do. Know, He'll or talk. Or come with. find us on the stream, which we'll talk about yeah, later too. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Ed. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm patient. It's all good. <laughs> um, uh, for most of the above reasons and then some, I gave this a 9.5. I, originally, I gave it a 10. Then I stopped and I thought, I was just like, you're giving it 10 because nostalgia and it's one of the oh, first. Yeah. Well, so be, be real now. Let's take a step back. The slow burn is the one thing that did kind of bring it back down a little bit to the 0. 0.5. On sub, like, you need to read it and or listen to it all the way through the first point. I find myself skipping a lot of the politics now. Yep. Because, A, I know it, so I don't want to listen to it again. It's mm-hmm. like Noma said, like, once you get that halfway point, Arinda starts coming back up. That's because she starts crossing over with other characters now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Her story gets a lot more interesting. I don't give a fuck about Lothal. I really don't. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Rebels fan in the podcast. Like, that's known. It's just, like, I don't care about Lothal. So when you, oh, no, what's in it? it's, like, it's some Outer Rim plan, whatever. <laughs> like, treat it as however you want to treat it. Cool. Oh, the mining is—I don't care. Uh, my family—I don't care. Like I found myself saying that a lot. So that, for me personally, was the one of the reasons why this is coming down from a ten to nine point five. Once it gets, I'd say you know what—the first half of the book for me is one nine point five. Everything after that can go back up to a ten.
0: Yeah. Like, okay. That's
1: yeah. that's how I see it, and. That that probably won't change. Like there is a change
0: for me with you these can streams. give it a nine point seven five if you want to. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> that does the second half of the book. Fair no enough. No
1: justice. Um the subsequent books coming up, I do have very different ratings on for different reasons. Uh which I thought I wouldn't, but I do. Um things are handled just very strangely, uh differently, I should say. But it's as for this one being the first being what it does it's like the first time goku went super saiyan yeah you can see it up in a different way you can see it like in the original and kai you can see it with a whole bunch of like hell you can see it in xenoverse when they decide to do that like whatever it is you know it's iconic you know it's coming up it's just like but when you were watching it that first time you were just like mm.
0: you were off the moon oh, it's yeah. like
1: you were the psych freezer you're fucked it's the boy <laughs> Vegeta that just went down all the Krillin got all i've never seen goku so clear
0: yeah
1: (laughs) and that's not a bridge coming through he was really just fucking mad like you don't see goku that and you see him you see him pissed and stuff like that but this was just like i'm you never hear him say i'm gonna murder you yeah like that was that kind of shock value and that kind of like holy crap i'm ready is the second half of Thrawn. right Right. the first half is the other part of the frieza fight where everybody else is trying to fight him and goku fighting him okay and you're just like this is good Get to the thingy. But, yeah. <laughs> Get to the
2: So not... now, since I, we already made one tangent before, I have um, one other tangent because you mentioned Dragon
0: Ball. Before you do, can I just jump into like quick ranking information? Sure. So the only other books we've given a nine or higher was Chaos Rising, which was Thrawn Ascendancy, the second Sorry. book I think, or the first first book, mm. um, and that was all of us gave it a nine. Uh, I gave the High Republic the Rising Storm a nine. And then you guys gave Brotherhood, Noma, you gave it a 9 and you gave Ed, you gave it a 9.5. And that was the one with Obi-Wan and Anakin.
1: Mm-hmm. It was always going to get a 9.5 biasly They just had to justify yeah. it. I just so want to
0: gonna... put it in perspective. Like, these are the books that we thought, you know, were of the same caliber. So.
1: I gave Tarkin a 9.
0: Oh, sorry. You gave Tarkin a 9. Yes. yes. And then we gave it an 8. Yeah. which i think is still justified maybe an and i think 5. it was for the same reason it was just slow to start Mostly,
1: yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah it's very slow to start especially but... with
1: this carrion spike stuff like it really started to get interesting but to get there and then talking about yes. things that, yeah he was dressing himself with the, the help of a droid like that's kind of stuff. just like okay okay right yeah yep, yeah.
0: um yeah sorry no go ahead Oh yeah, no worries.
2: Um, no, I was curious because Ed, you mentioned it, and it's it's a conversation I love having with Dragon Ball fans because there's a lot of different answers. Mm. Um, favorite Super Saiyan transformation mm. out of all the scenes? Awesome. Because mine, as much as I like that original Goku one, it's not my it's favorite. not my favorite. It's
1: definitely not my favorite.
2: And I'm curious if we have the same one because
1: I'm pretty sure my favorite is a Vegeta one. I just it's just gotta oh, okay, be a okay. Favorite. Yeah. Okay. Because I know a lot of people will say the either Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Is yeah, one. that's
0: probably mine.
1: Uh Some people will say the Super Saiyan 3 Goku. That mm, one took too long. So one. That one takes so long. <laughs> <laughs> Everything with that. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. You're saying so 2 Goku was fucking amazing. That Super was pretty did, dope. Yeah, that was neat. Like, so you know, when he
1: first does his. I yeah, really That I was intense. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially the the shit that he's talking to Giro in nineteen before yeah. Yeah. Does, like, there's more than one way to reach the legend. Yeah. And then he's the dude, like, do you feel fear? Yeah. 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 And then he it's just, just shit talking them. and everybody else is just like, What the fuck? And it's yeah. just like, Oh yeah, he pulled the biggest Uno reverse on everybody for that kind of shit. <laughs> just like, and then you get the flashback and him in space, and I want I want, I want <laughs> and yeah, like and then he just screams and you, and then he turns and it's just like oh yeah.
0: Dude's done it yeah
1: like that is one of the top ones for me it just sucks he gets completely railroaded for the rest of the place the rest of that saga after that yeah I think that's, it. that's it that's all you got yeah you get your one win now
2: get the shit kicked out of you yeah, by uh you.
1: like we know you don't like the guy but holy fuck
2: man. so yeah like it's interesting because gohan's my favorite character mm. in dragon ball z um however he's not my favorite super saiyan transformation okay um my main reason for that was and it's still something that bugs me i i still don't understand why he freaks out when 16 dies he never that was the first time no
1: connection it was just 16 telling him you're a good guy you can kill him and still be a good guy oh okay cool thanks oh no you killed (laughs) other good guy don't worry good guy i'll be bad guy now like
2: yeah like it's 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 amazing but the 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 yeah, the, like the impact the was there. People, for
1: me. Too many people getting murdered around him, and this was like the one that broke the camel's back. That's fair. the way I see it now.
2: Um, but yeah, so my favorite Super Saiyan transformation scene is Trunks in episode of Trunks specifically. His first time becoming Super Saiyan, oh, when he just
1: goes to Gohan, yeah. goes nuts. Oh. The hands are bleeding and everything.
2: Yeah. It's edgy as fuck. Yeah. That's why you like. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I've been
1: found out. Here's <laughs> running the blood uh, yeah. Gohan's I mean. <laughs>
2: yeah i love it He like grabbing gohan's body realizing that he's dead everything hitting him all at once it like that's my favorite the the downside of it is then he proceeds to then just get his ass kicked um by the androids and then
1: let me let me let me (laughs) give you let me give you another trunks one this one happened in super but i I still go back to it when he's okay it's the one where it's i'm still gonna call him future trunks versus Mm. um zamas zamas yeah Yeah, you want me to be evil? Fine! He's yeah. just done. And then he goes off full like, fucking Broly mode, like original Broly yeah. mode on him. And I was just like, oh, I think I like Trunks again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy fuck, this is... This is yeah. Blue, Goku, Blue, and fucking Vegeta, couldn't touch this guy. He's got like this little blue aura around him, but he's in full rage mode, hair out like Broly, like it was when he went mm. Super Saiyan Grade 3, or whatever it was, and he's just like, deck him wreck just destroy him and he was just like yeah it's just like see that see that if gohan's potential is x because humans said so strong mm-hmm. right and yeah. it's just like does this, this not terrify you guys do you not want to train him to we can't interfere with time I uh, you can't give him some tips yeah seriously anything the oh. the biggest the biggest downside of
2: that is just my god the zamas and it, it the zamas arc is like watching the end of return of the king Yeah, like six different endings back to back. It's like, oh my god, just
1: Just finish it. Just finish it.
2: Father, son, Gallic gun, great place to stop. Never mind. Okay, Omega finishing blow, great place to, oh, never mind. Super speed, like, yeah, super rage trunks, great place to end it. Oh, never mind. Sorry, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Final Kamehameha. great place. Oh, never mind. Okay, weird spirit saying sword. Are we done now? Spirit no? okay. sword, super
1: saying bomb. Yeah, or, yeah. Let, let the tiny let, let the
2: tiny god alien men just end it. Sure, whatever.
1: <laughs> just, yeah. Okay, he's gone. It's like you couldn't have fucking done that from the start. Yes, that was so the so worst ending. But either way, I would say those are <laughs> those have them for sure. Yeah, two little tangent. Oh, but. oh, mm. sorry. Uh, honorable mention, since you got mm. me on this now. I'm oh, yeah. oh yeah, Super again, Goku for facing um, uh, Beers? Beers for the first time. Oh yeah, but not god. when he goes red. It's yeah. when he drops it and doesn't even realize, and then he's just getting. Yeah, I think he's already Super Saiyan at that point, but he's mm. just getting shoved into the rocks. And he's like, I'm gonna let you just really just nuts and just pushes him back out. I'm just like, mm. he had to be God to start fighting you. He's just being yeah. Super Saiyan. Now. Oh my <laughs> god. I'm, Dude, Love
2: that movie. Be- beer's movie has a couple because also Vegeta's vegeta is there, rage that? out one, yeah dude. That, <laughs> oh, that's... That's... boom he's fighting him on par as a super saiyan
1: yeah he's fucking pissed you hit his wife what the fuck
2: yeah yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you don't you don't do that and another honorable mention on top of that um broly's super saiyan transformation in, in... the
0: original the broly in, movie?
2: no in in super broly, super broly
0: yeah okay yeah Cause that oh they man. do
1: this—it's the Krillin moment all over again. It's yeah, I like yeah, even realizes.
0: So yeah, oh, man. I can't wait to see Broncos.
1: Oh yeah, Samus. this is how it happened to me. <laughs> Fuck them! <laughs> yeah. I love that part. Oh no, <laughs> really? it's such a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
0: so fucking stupid. What? Uh, okay. but- he gets his comeuppance. He gets his ass beat Five for an reason.
1: entire hour.
0: Yes, he does.
1: He survived, though. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. he did. <laughs> that was his Zenkai training. To achieve he got so much constitution. for right uh, Yeah, right. He, he got his shit pushed in so much. He's just like, never again. Find me yeah. a time chamber. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Saiyans and what they're doing to me. Never again. Yeah. Yeah. You went gold. I went black. Yeah. <laughs> what else?
2: I'm slightly less excited for the upcoming new anime. You know what to say you about freezing going it.
1: black? Is it gonna be the fucking mage guy.
2: No, have you heard about what it is? So,
0: so the before, one thing that before I before we jump yeah. into the tangent, sure, let's get this finished. <laughs> just, first. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can figure it out online. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, thank you for uh, for listening to this episode. And if you agree with our rankings, or if you have different rankings for your uh, out of 10, I guess, for your read-through, let us know. If you want to talk Gundam or Dragon Ball or your favorite Super Saiyan transformation, please let us know. And the way you can do that is through Ed. He's going to let you know.
1: I will. First off, all this information, if you do miss any of it, you can find over at our website. That is voicetheforce.com. You can contact us by email. We are connect at voiceoftheforce.com. On social media, like Noma said, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagrams, and we're on threads. We are at voiceforcepod. If you want to send us a DM, go ahead and do that. If you want to repost anything that we have, go ahead and do that too. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the conversation. And most importantly, we appreciate just growing our listener base, which you guys are a part of as well. We are so thankful for that. Remember, we are on Twitch on Tuesdays. We are on Twitch on Fridays. For the moment, that may change, but for now, keep your eyes peeled for that. 10 p.m. Tuesday, 6 p.m. on Fridays. And please listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. If you do leave us a five-star review and a comment, it does help with the visibility, just like sharing the stuff on the social media platforms. And remember, when you do subscribe, You will get the latest episode as soon as it releases. You'll get a notification for it. It's awesome.
0: Thank you, Ed and Noma. And remember, Ron is Handsome Squidward, and Squidward (laughs) is Ron. So there is no no debate here. It's just the way it is. Um, Yes, it will be in the thumbnail.